Live from the foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains, welcome to the Eggman Radio Addiction. And now stepping up to the microphone, the living radio legend, the Eggman, Ron James. Is it just me, or uh, are we are we just like totally Biden burned out? Biden burned out, and uh, and uh, September 11th uh, burned out. All the uh, Memorial Tower stuff. I wonder were, were all the news net- networks covering wall to wall death and destruction from a 9/11? I'm just kind of curious. Was that the case? You know, I was like, were they really doing that, man? It just seems so damn depressing, man. I was just like, come on, man. Come on, man. Come on. Come on, Joe. Right? That Joe's line? Come on, man. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Wall-to-wall 9-11, man. It's like depressing, you know? I mean, come on. I mean, look. I get it. People died. We were stupid. We let it happen. And we're on path to do that again, it looks like. I mean, that's what it all looks like, man. That's what it's all pointing to, right? Or at least that's what the Republicans want you to believe. You know, that's the narrative they're trying to sell. You know, which side do you fall on? Are you a liberal or are you a Republican or a liberal or a conservative or a Republican or a Democrat? And it really shouldn't be mattering right now. It shouldn't matter anytime. You know, any, anyone, either side, political side, should be open-minded enough to appreciate the other side's crap, right? I mean, come on. And then Biden burnout. I mean, Jesus Christ, they just keep pushing that doddering, old, brain-dead, paralyzed man, his paralyzed brain. They just keep taking that brain and carting it around. I, I, I can only imagine. They must have his head uh, duct tape on in the back somewhere under his uh, hair plugs where they go in and they, they shoot his brain up with something, man. They must be going in there and trying to charge it up. He's only good for about 20 minutes, 20 or 30 minutes, if you notice. That's about all the time that they can keep him in the public eye at any one given time. Of course, you won't notice that unless you're watching uh, Fox News maybe and you're hearing some of the talk about his uh, incompetence and his degenerative uh, cognitive uh, brain uh, mishaps. But nobody cares. Everybody's worried about that. Well, what am I going to wear today? Does my outfit match? At 91, Eastwood throws punch and rides a horse in his new movie, man. That guy, you talking about keeping it going. It's 91 freaking years old, man. Oh, what's the date today? It is uh, September 13th. Yeah, just a couple of days after September 11th. Oh, let's relive it again. Let's show the planes hit the towers again and again and again and again and again. Over and over and over again until uh, until you want to kill yourself. Until you want to jump off a tower yourself. Find the closest uh, over here to the... uh, the penis building, I call it here. It's a giant uh, Wachovia building. Ah, they've changed the name on it. have no idea. But it's a giant penis in the sky. That's how you know you're in Winston-Salem. And, uh, yeah, so let's see here. Clint Eastwood, do we want to talk about that? Yeah, what the hell, man? We have no... Uh... <laughs> 
No organization. It's Monday. We just turn on the microphone and we go. Let me see. Oh, you know what I was going to do? I was going to do you guys some weather. Ah, there's Joe Biden. Look at that. What a great picture. Not Jesus Christ. Sick of seeing this guy on my TV, man. Just absolutely fed up with it. We got hot weather returning to kick off the week. We pick up this work week uh, where we left off last week and uh, this past weekend. And that means more sunshine and warm temperatures. In fact, it will be on the hot side with highs approaching 90 degrees. And many of these damn dare areas around here, no storms are expected as humidity won't be too terribly high. So that's a pretty good weather report. I Weather's just been absolutely gorgeous um, for the most part. I do my uh, little thing in the morning. I stop at the uh, Salem Park and Park Salem or Lake Salem or Salem Lake <laughs> and uh, get my cheer wine and my ham biscuit at the Marathon gas station, just like a country boy. Put a little gas in my truck. <laughs> Sit and watch the Rednecks pump gas. I mean, that's that's another story. Kidding. Sort of. And let's see here. Oh, yeah. Spring weather's returning. Yeah, man. Beautiful thing. So Clint Eastwood at 91 freaking years old. He is throwing punches and riding horses again in the damn movies, man. Looking good. Clint Eastwood has been uh, been directing himself and others longer than many of his colleagues have been even on the planet alive. And he does walk a little slower on screen, if you notice, and a little hunched over. Eastwood's first film, Behind the Camera, Play Misty for Me, one of my favorite movies, came out a half a century ago. Do you know that movie, Play Misty for Me? It's a great movie. It's where Clint plays a uh, jazz DJ. And he gets hooked up with a uh, psychotic chick. And I can't remember her name, but she's a famous actress, too. Washed up now. Old. I'm kidding. And uh, let's see, his new uh, movie is called Cry Macho. I can't wait to see it. At age 91. Got a September 17th release date, so we're all waiting with masturbated breath. And in uh, theaters and uh, HBO and, uh, oh, HBO Max is going to be on. Eastwood, whose uh, acting credits date to 1955. He is uh, the oldest American ever. All right, now this is some cool stuff. Oldest American ever ever to direct and star in a major motion picture. And uh, he said, well, nothing's really different now, man. He says, it's the same thing. Because I never even think about it, Eastwood says, considering the question of uh, age. If I'm not the same guy, I don't want to know anything about it. I might not like the new guy. I might think, what am I doing with this idiot? He smiles. Clint's the best. We'll be back. Forbes magazine selected Corona Cigar Company as the best of the web. And Cigar Aficionado magazine described Corona Cigar Company as the largest best stock cigar shops in America. Here's the founder of Corona Cigar Company, Jeff Borsowitz. 
We created Corona Cigar Company's retail stores and cigar bars so you and your friends could relax and enjoy the ultimate cigar experience. And we've created our website so you can shop online as well. It's easy to remember, coronacigar.com. We feature thousands of name brand cigars and accessories at discount prices. Check out our exclusive line of cigars, including Avo Lounge, CAOS Caparate, Cielo, Florida Cielo, Cost Cutter Bundles, Ranchero, and Corona Nicaraguan Cigars, just to name a few. And your satisfaction is guaranteed or your money back. Be sure and join our email list for the latest cigar deals and event info. It's the best spam on the web. So save time and money and visit Corona Cigar. Welcome back, Eggman Radio Addiction Program. What's going on out there on this uh, Monday morning? Holyfield 58 was dropped in the first round by TKO and his uh, joke of a comeback, right? I mean, yeah, I saw that. I was like, come on, man. Come on, man. Evander Holyfield, too bad to you. So, you know, to go out that way. But you know what? He probably made a big fat check. And, you know, you get it. I get it. Holyfield 58. Big, giant comeback planned, all these uh, things they were talking about. And I got to tell you, man, pretty heavy-duty stuff. Evander Holyfield's foolish and dangerous attempt to launch a boxing comeback at the age of 58 ended after less than two minutes. Holyfield surprisingly was on shaky ground as uh, soon as former UFC star uh, Vitor Belfort landed a punch. Bam. He was soon dropped by the Brazilian, and uh, referee Sam Burgos sensibly waved the fight off, took out his white flag, and waved it. He gives up. (laughs) Oh, man. I wonder what he made. How much did he make? How much did Holyfield make for going in there and getting punched one time and falling down? You know, I mean, come on, man. What was the purse? How much did he make? Let me look it up. What the hell? Let's find out. Holyfield. uh, How much? On fight. Let's see just if I can get it with that. Holyfield. He is still rich. So it wasn't about the money, they say. Let's see. Uh, he took home five hundred grand, a half a million bucks, man. He took home a half a million dollar. He's earned more than thirty million already in his lifetime. Wasn't enough. Had to come back for that other half a million, man. He's broke, probably right. Done spent all of his money, man. Man, oh man, at one point he had a net worth of two hundred million dollars. Jeez, man, oh, man, that's a lot of money, man. Where does it go? $200 million. How do you spend it? Could you spend it? Yeah. I could. <laughs> I'll figure it out on the way. I can tell you that. So good old Holyfield, man, back in the ring. He's done. I mean, no serious uh, 
boxing person, no serious person, period. Football, man, my Miami Dolphins looked good, beat the New England Patriots without Tom Brady. So it kind of takes away the luster. I noticed, man, on uh, TV, on the NFL red zone, man, you guys suck when it comes to the Miami Dolphins, okay? It's like they, they got the Green Bay Packers getting slaughtered into existence. You know, the red zone, NFL red zone, if you don't know what it is, it's this uh, thing you watch on football day, you pay for it, and it it shows you the scoring drives and the important plays of every game, and it switches back and forth, flashes back and forth like a bad LSD trip over and over again, blah, 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 game to game to game to game. And once I get a little bit too buzzed, I cannot keep track of what the hell's going on. But it, they're never fair about the Dolphins. I mean, the Dolphins just don't get enough airtime on there, man. You never see anything. They, they cut to it. They miss the play. They're so worried about the goddamn Green Bay Packers and Aaron freaking Rodgers or whatever, you know, big-name star is out there. And the Dolphins always get short-crapped uh, when it comes to media coverage and just overall. They get trashed by the commentators. They just ne- never had that respect that the Dallas Cowboys get. And the Dallas Cowboys are sucking. And they have been for a long time, too. So it's like, but everybody loves the uniforms. Yeah. And let's see. Sweaty, sticky, triumphant return of sex parties. <laughs> right up my alley, so to speak. Okay. The sweaty, sticky, triumphant return of sex parties after many long months of everyone being their own safest sex partner. Hmm. What do sex parties look like now? Have you been to a sex party lately? I haven't. This is, I've never been to one, actually. I don't think I've ever been to anything like that. Yeah, that's funny, too. I grew up in those times. We kind of missed it a little bit. I was more of a 70s kid. The 60s were more, I guess, when they were having the orgies and the free love and everybody laying around doing each other. Uh, this is part of a special series of indulgence, okay, that we're going to talk about here on the show, okay? We're going to get into indulgence here on the uh, Eggman Radio Addiction Show. No, not food. Uh, most people think food. Most of you fat apps out there. <laughs> Which explores extravagant living in a time of restraint. It's also in the September 2021 Vice magazine issue. Okay. So if it's in this magazine, it's supposed to be something special, right? This Vice magazine. It's a story in itself. What is Vice magazine? So Vice, not as in uh, Vice as in a cop. I guess Vice as in uh, smoking cigarettes, bad habits, addicted to uh, pornography. So Daisy knew she wanted to sleep with women, only she wasn't exactly sure how. Dating apps seemed daunting, and lesbian bars too intimidating. So when a few of her co-workers, who were also good friends, mentioned chemistry, a sex party in New York City, she figured that might be the place for me to go and get effed. I mean, to go and get a start. <laughs> Chemistry is a private members-only party, but joining felt as easy as Vaseline. No, applying to a co-working space. Daisy visited their website, sent an email, filled out a questionnaire, and when accepted, was added to a newsletter, and all of her naked pictures were posted online. No, I added that too. God dang it. 
I just can't get through a story straight, you know? What can I tell you? That straight might not be the right word. Eggman Radio Addiction. Get your god dang hands off of it. We'll be back. Don't you touch it, you son of a bitch. November 1802, John Jameson found himself stranded in the unforgiving forest of Karna with an injured horse, a cart of his famous whiskey, and a pack of wolves even less forgiving than the aforementioned forest. Smoke billowed from the beast's nostrils as they closed in. Jameson was reluctant, but with his whiskey threatened, he had no choice. He took his dagger and plunged it right into a Kilkenny apple, using the slices to train that pack of wolves into a world-class dog sled team. The whiskey was saved, his horse recovered nicely, and Jameson even made it home in time for a lamb dinner. Where have you been? Your dinner's cold. But just as he feared, his wife saw the wolves and insisted they keep them. Old Jameson could be seen walking those wolves around Dublin for the rest of his days. Even though she promised they'd be her responsibility. Today's adventure brought to you by Jameson Irish Whiskey. Taste above all else. Taste responsibly. 40% alcohol by volume. Imported by the John Jameson Import Company. Purchased New York. Eggman Radio Addiction Program. I am your living radio legend, Eggman Ronnie James. And uh, we are uh, basically doing another worthless radio show with uh, worthless information to keep you all entertained and satisfied out there because you don't have a life, right? Didn't you listen to me? Okay, in a Berlin church, a piano and a flute duo are holding a recital of music by the uh, romantic composer Edward Gregg to an attentive audience. But unlike most classical concerts, both the musicians and the listening public are dressed completely in leather. Does that mean a lead singer for Judas Priest is there? Hmm. The organizers of, uh, of this uh, soiree, Tyrone Rotgagner, could not be prouder to bring together in this house of prayer about 100 members of the queer community displaying their love for everything leather from chaps and braces to masks and vest. I know you want to go there, Redneck. I know you drive around in your truck now. You go, damn, I wish I wouldn't have married this fat bee and I could go to the uh, leather church with my boyfriends. <laughs> Just another way to express yourself like music. Music brings people together just like our leather does, says the longtime LGBT activist. He's a translator by profession and a sword swallower at night. <laughs> oh, Lord. And uh, there you go, man. Uh, leather church. Everybody's dressed in leather. Some pictures here. If you dare go look at this. That's uh, uh, on some site I found it on. Some pathetic site. Don't even give any credit. Oh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a cute guy right there, man, sitting there waiting to go inside. He's got leather straps on his chest, bare chested otherwise. You know, just like, like, looks like he's ready to, you know, strap on a parachute, but for a different reason. And he's got plaid, red plaid, long, looks like a dress, you know, like a Irish type of dress, you know, where you're going to play the bagpipes, do a lot of blowing. <laughs> 
Uh, no letters, please, from the LGBT community. No emails telling me how much you hate my guts and you're making fun of homosexuals. <laughs> shut up. Just be gay and be proud and shut your trap, okay? God. In other words, I cry baby gay. Everybody hates me because I'm gay. No, it's because you're a freaking idiot. Nothing to do with your sexuality. You act like a jackass. <laughs> Disgrace to the rest of the gay people. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I'm in trouble, okay? I get it. I stay in trouble. HR? Get HR on the phone, please. Hello. Yeah, Ron James here. Yeah, be prepared. You're going to be getting some calls. Yeah, we already know about it. Oh, they already know about it in HR, so they're used to it. And uh judge kills himself as the FBI swoops to arrest him for filming a nude boys. And, boy, this sounds like a great story here. Oh, look at this guy. He has one smiley face looking freak, man. These boys, you couldn't see that, boys? You couldn't just look at this guy and go, oh, yeah, I ain't going to that house. Maryland Judge Jonathan Newell, he's 50 years old, shoots himself dead as FBI swoops in to arrest him for filming naked boys. Authorities showed up at the home of Jonathan Newell on Friday morning to arrest him on a federal criminal complaint, found him dead from an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound. And the morning, uh, this morning, agents with the uh, Federal Bureau of Investigation went to the residence and they found him dead, blah, blah, blah. That's when you get to the crux of the story, hell. He had been on leave of absence since July due to an investigation over allegations that he had used a hidden camera in his bathroom to capture naked images of boys. The apparent suicide came, I mean, so he was just random boys? Kimberly Keith posted pictures that appeared to show FBI agent outside of his house. Look, the boy then told the other minor, oh, about the camera. Okay, here we go. Now we get to the inside of this. All right. Two boys, both minors, said they had spent the night with Newell on July 22nd when they claimed that they discovered the camera. Now, why were they spending the night with this guy? You related to him? What's the deal here? One of the boys said that he was undressing in the bathroom when he found the device. So why were you undressing in a person's bathroom? The boy then told the other minor about the camera. Then they informed their parents. The parents then contacted the police. The boy who found the camera said that two adults and four boys were staying overnight in the cabin. Oh, so took him out to a cabin. But where'd you meet him at? How did, you know? Uh, during the course of the investigation, authorities interviewed several other teens and executed search warrants. Da, 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 da. Doesn't go into that. See, that's what's weird, right? I mean, how, you know, who are these boys to him? And, and what, what, what's has the parents got any responsibility here? Letting your kids go spend the night with some creepy judge? Yeah, you might, maybe, have a little responsibility, right? I don't know. Not anymore, man. Not anymore. Your kids got to look out for themselves because the parents sure the hell aren't doing it. There's no question about that. All right, what else we got here? Uh, let's take a look here before we get to the last segment. I might just find something for the last segment and stretch it out, baby, like they say in the, uh, <laughs> like they say in uh, on TV, yeah, on the big TV shows, yeah. 
Eggman Radio Addiction is the uh, show. I am Ronnie James, your living radio legend. And uh, we are getting close to a million downloads on this show. And uh, we like that. We like that. We'll be back. Oh, the Indian takeaway. Overordering is never a mistake. You've got to have prawn puri and a taco dal and a garlic naan. But what if I go hungry? Mm, better get a Rogan Josh in as well. The delivery arrives. It's £93.48, love. Top. You stare in awe at the creaking stack of metal tins. Looks like curry for breakfast again. Magic! You crack open a bottle of ice-cold Cobra with a smile. Cobra. Brewed with less fizz to go perfectly with curry. Love curry. Love Cobra. When you came in the air went out. Now, 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 now. And every shadow filled up with doubt. Uh, rapper Dan Sir, never heard of him, has uh, gold chains surgically implanted in his scalp as extreme bling look explodes online. Yeah, you don't have to worry about people getting killed by somebody else. You don't worry about them killing themselves doing stupid crap these days. Rapper Dan Sir says he's the first to mint his hair with surgically implanted gold chains. I have it as a hook that is implanted in my head, and uh, that hook has uh, hooks, and they are all hooked to my skull, under my skin, he said, in a TikTok video. Hooked into your head, under your skin. That's a strange-looking dude, too, man. I'm seeing a picture of this guy. He's white? The 23-year-old reggaeton artist who originally hails from Mexico, flaunted his uh, golden and jeweled locks that replaced his natural brown hair and matched his diamond-encrusted, grilled teeth. Hmm. Sir suggests he's a pioneer to permanently turn his head into a gold mine. These aren't my terrible jokes, okay? I'm just giving you the story. This is my hair, he said in another clip. The first rapper to have gold hair implanted in human history, he expressed. Man, oh man. Weirdo. He posted a TikTok video of him showing off his golden hair while brushing his expensive and sparkly grill. (laughs) I don't paint my hair like all these fake girls in the rap business, he said. Sir explained that the move to shed his hair for a blinged-out bowl hairstyle, it was to create something different. He's going to, you know, I mean, what about infection and all that kind of stuff? You got hooks into your head, into your brain. Guy's got 39,000 followers on Instagram, commands 1.9 million followers on TikTok. TikTok. And last week he posted a music video with his uh, golden hooked-in hair to his brain. Man, oh man. Eggman Radio Addiction. Remember to spend most of your time inside your own head. Make sure it's a nice place to be. We're out.
That wraps up another Eggman Radio Addiction. See ya.